Here. Welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former collegiate soccer player Andrew Lamanto. Andrew played his collegiate years at Seton Hall University. His highlights include a pair of dramatic game-winning goals, first against number three nationally ranked Georgetown University, followed by St. John's University in his final collegiate game. Named one of the top players in New York State by ESPN Rise, Andrew led St. Anthony's High School with 13 goals and seven assists his senior year en route to co-MVP honors of the Nassau Suffolk Catholic High School Athletic Association. After receiving his Bachelor of Arts degree, Andrew went on to earn his Juris Doctor degree from Turo College. While in law school, Andrew became the president and founder of the Business Law Society and has since opened his own law practice. Lamonto, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Yo, what's going on, brother? What's going on? And uh, Lamonto, like many other many other guests I've had on the show, uh, I told them beforehand that I, I don't even know him as Andrew. So, and I think Lamonto is <laughs> a pretty cool last name. I think he reps that pretty hard. So, uh, we'll go with Lamonto throughout the show. But um, listen, man, great to have you on. You know, uh, Lamonto, um, one of the things that that I, when I was just reading the, the intro that stood out to me and I was kind of looking through, you know, I do my, do my research on every guest before I, before I bring them on. So, you know, I'm looking through your Instagram a little bit and I know that, that you're, uh, you know, that, that goal against number three Georgetown was pretty big and it was uh, a game winning goal. And you know, again, a number three team in the country at the time. So that's, that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. That was definitely, uh, one of my highlights, uh, in my college career, I got to say, uh, yeah, <laughs> scoring the game winning goal against number three in the nation at home in front of the fans. You know what, man? That's not a bad way to, to do it. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. And, and, and Lamonto's a, uh, a Long Island guy, um, right? Grew up, grew up yep. on Long Island. And um, I mentioned in, in the intro that, that he, uh, he led St. Anthony's um, high school his senior year. And just coming from, I don't know if I've talked about the kind of high school rivalry a bit on this uh, on this podcast yet, but um, I went to uh, to Archbishop Malloy High School in Queens, Oof. and Lamont went to St. <laughs> Anthony's, the uh, the good old Friars out in Long Island, and yeah, I think I think you know for at least during the years that I was there, um, you know, junior senior year, you know, we in in at least or at least in the city, Malloy did pretty well, won the city championship. I don't know if it was both my junior and senior year, but and then uh, St. Anthony's during that time was was basically killing it out on Long Island, and of course we're both part of the, the CHSAA, the Catholic High School Athletic Association, and and we would play each other when we got to the playoffs and all that. And I knew a bunch of <laughs> bunch of the players on St. Anthony's just from club soccer, and and we hated y'all. Yeah, we definitely hated y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely hated y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's we had some, you know. I'm, I'm sure you remember some of those games. I know we've, you know, we played against Ooh. each other probably a couple oh, well. times. Um, but it was always, <laughs> you know, I, I honestly, you know, I have to admit, like, I think you all had definitely more talent, just, just straight up talent than us. I mean, you guys had a, had a lot more, not a lot more, but you had, you had more guys that were playing, you know, academy, which mm-hmm. is like the top, top club soccer yeah. at the time, um, than, than we did, but, um. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Maybe yep. we had more grit. I don't know. Nah, so, I was man. about to say that. You guys had more grit, though. You guys, we we always felt 
stacked against you guys. Yeah. And we always felt confident, but at the same time, we knew what you guys were bringing day in, day out. Hated playing you guys. <laughs> and yeah, the record shows, man, you did. You had more grit. You had more grit. I, I can't even deny it. <laughs> oh man, I love that this is on record. Can't wait to, to show this it, off. To it's all good, man. I'm honest, guys. No, yeah, no. But honestly, it was always we always we always had to be a hundred when we played against you, and we were always super. I yeah. know, I specifically remember this was my senior year. So it must have been probably your junior year since you're a year younger. Um, yep. This might have been like the semifinals of state, and man, we were like. Because, I mean, Oof. my junior year, you guys, I mean, you guys smacked us. I think it was, we met again in, in the playoffs, and you guys beat us 3 nothing. Um, That was my junior yeah, and year. Then, and then there were some seniors, senior year. yeah, that were really good that year. And then my senior year, you kind of came back with a vengeance. Um, oh. I remember I scored a PK, a penalty kick. Uh, I don't know oh, if we ended up going man. to penalty kick. No, so your senior year, oh, this, is, this hurts. Your <laughs> senior year, you guys beat us in penalties. I don't even want to say it. I took one of the penalties and I got robbed. Oh, oh no. God, I got robbed. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll Listen, put that out there. It was, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a save. It was a great save. What's his name? Uh, yeah, is, it Joe, is it Joe Rocco? Joey Rocco. Joe Rocco. Joe Rocco, <laughs> left side. I put it to my left, high to my left, and he got his hand on it, man. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> Listen, gotta give a shout out to Joe Rocco, one of my 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 best my best guys. I was his I was the best man at his wedding recently, so um, oh, I'll make awesome, sure that we I'll make sure that uh that, I know he remembers <laughs> that vividly. So <laughs> yeah, that was so painful, um, but. That, but it was like, were so great. Yeah, and it was it was a specific memory that I had because again I knew a bunch of the players on on St. Anthony's mm-hmm. at the time. We all played club soccer together, either against each other or just like yeah. we all just knew each other. And uh, I specifically knew Dane Kenny and Dane and I grew yeah. up playing together. And Dane knew that when I took a penalty. Uh, I went the same way every time. I always went to the keeper's left, like every single time, yeah. and um, and he. Uh, he told, I remember he, I went up to take the penalty kick and he, he whispered something in the goalie's ear. I was like, Dane, I already know what you're saying. Like, and, um, and I, I was so anxious. I was like, I knew in my head that I had to go the other way, which is just not the way I'm used to going. I'm always afraid when I, when I, when I kick a penalty yeah, kick to my left, I'm going to pull it more and it's going to go wide because it's curving <laughs> away from goal. Right. And man, the goalie dove so far to his left. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I kicked it like almost down the middle. And it was like, again, just because I was so anxious because I never go that way when I take a penalty kick. But you knew. I was so hyped. Like I was, <laughs> once I scored that, I was like, oh my God. So that was a penalty in game. And then maybe we ended up going to penalty kicks afterwards. I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And then, uh, once we beat you all, we were like, ah, oh, like clean route to the finals, like clean <laughs> route to a state championship, right? Because that was the semis. And then we met Iona Prep in the finals. And and uh, and we just, right. we just, we kind of shit the bed. You know, we kind of shit the bed. And, right. Yeah. And they I'll were never forget spot. that. No, nah, they were good. They were good. But, you know, I think we. We should have got the W, but and so I'll walk away from high school without a state championship. But you know, so that you hurts. And me both. You and me both. 
no, but it's 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 real good to have you on, and um and and I also know Andrew just just from uh, our club soccer days in Gachi. Andrew was uh, on the younger Gachi team again, being a year younger, but we never really played together. So it's good to to have him on and just kind of just kind of chat about things, man. So um really appreciate you having on having you on and. Nobody can see right now, but he has his his big Italia uh, banner hanging on the back right now. So <laughs> that Italia pride, uh, <laughs> always, so, always. Uh, listen, man, let's get right into it. Um, sure. So first and foremost, why don't you just kind of start off by telling me, you know, how did you get into your sport and what initiated your love for soccer? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it was really when I was actually like three years old. Um, so not many people actually know, um, I'm originally from Middle Village, uh, from Queens. So I grew up there. Um, my parents are from there. So I grew up there, three years old. Mom's walking me kind of around the park, Juniper Park. And lo and behold, this soccer club is holding some intramurals. Um, she signs me up and it's gotchy. <clears throat> so from the get-go, it was blue and white, right, from three years old, just kind of getting into their intramural program. Um, my older brother actually um, played with them as well, so, and he was four years older than me, so, um, you know, both of us kind of getting in there um, around the same time, and it was great. That was it. That's all she ever needed to do was just sign me up for that. I didn't want to play any other sport but soccer. Um, so that's kind of where the, the love grew and we were right there next to the park. So it was three, four days a week, you know, starting to go play. And it was, it was cool. It was, uh, it was good. And, you know, you know, Gachi, they're, uh, they were a tight knit group then. And now they're pretty big now, um, you know, in the Queens area, especially. Um, yeah. So that's, that's where it started, man. That three years old yeah, playing right. with Gachi at Juniper. <laughs> man shout out to juniper park like uh that is you know that is the park to be at and especially i mean i could only imagine if you especially if you were so close walking distance i mean you go by any hour of the day there's people playing soccer there so um, oh yeah you know kind of that being said what was do you have a specific you know childhood sports memory just something that stands out in your head could have been you know those kind of youth days and gotchi or just you know anything that uh, that stands out as like, oh yeah, this was like my most favorite childhood sports memory. Yeah. Um, what was really cool when we were younger, probably, I mean, my, my best memory in general as a youth, I would take it back to like the indoor days, right? Those indoor tournaments where, you know, it might be like a, a weekend tournament or whatever, but usually like the one, the full day tournaments. Um, those are the best, right? Usually your squad would have like two teams, you know, an A and a B team or something. Um, and you just go, you're hanging with your buddies, you know, your, your parents probably hated it because it was an all day, all day event. Um, you know, the, the, the concession stands there, it was such a good time and I love playing mainly probably because gotcha, we usually always won. Um, also, so that, that definitely helped. But, um, yeah, there's nothing like that, honestly. And I, I, I can't wait to do that, you know, when, when I'm older with, with kids um, because I knew that was so special and, and doing that. We did that for, you know, I don't even know how long, right? Indoor yeah. tournaments with, with uh, you know, you got your indoor shoes on and stuff. Oh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that you bring that up, man. I, I haven't thought about like indoor tournaments in a while, but it was just, it was just a different vibe, right? Cause it was always just like, oh, it was it'd be snowing outside. It'll be cold. Then you step inside. Yep, and, you go in like you said, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a vibe. <laughs> you throw in those indoors. I specifically remember, you know, I feel like Oceanside had a, had a solid indoor tournament. Oceanside that we used to go did, to. Yeah. And then uh, even before that, Global or Glo- Global, yeah, Global out in, um, uh, God, was at Mitchell Field out in Long Island? Uh, yeah, um, right over here. They, that was, that used to get pretty intense yeah. too. So yeah, man, that's so cool. That's so cool. It was, <laughs> it was and you had you had like, and it was cool because sometimes like where it was just one field, one court, one whatever. You know, you're playing, and that's your time to shine. Because then you had all the other teams, you know, watching you play. You know, and then it's like crap. I gotta go against those guys or <laughs> like yeah. next or something like that. That was uh, that was cool. It was just always intense and stuff. So that was that was definitely one of the, my favorites. Got to say. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned also like the two teams, like you know, whatever. It was like an A team, B team, but not really. And then not if really. You ever, if you <laughs> ever got, if you ever got to that point where y'all met each other in the final, that was like that was like that was the was best. Intense. That was the best because yeah. I mean it you're really playing was. your own guys, but you know you're. It was almost like you wanted to beat them more than anybody else, right? Because of just, course, yeah, yeah. So that was, <laughs> so, oh man, that's a great memory. That's a great memory. And what was you know what was your your dream? You know, at that age, looking back at it, what, what did you ultimately want to accomplish with soccer in the future? You know, at that age, I mean, I think just like almost any you know crazy soccer players, a dream would be, you know, to become pro, right? To, you know, and, and whatever level that might have been in my head or in anyone's uh, head at that age, you know, whatever that definition of pro would be. Um, MLS, right? Uh, U.S. men's national team, uh, play in, in Europe or whatever. Just, you know, you, you watch all these games, you want to just become pro. So it was never really something specific. But I knew that this is something I wanted to do. Right. Um, so that goal was always set out in front of me, um, which is why I took soccer so seriously. You know, my entire life, you know, I would say you know, up, since I was three, at least. Um, so it was really the general idea of just becoming a professional soccer player um, was that that dream, that goal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what was the was there was there a specific either moment or time period where you felt, you know, closest to this dream, maybe like maybe even like the highest point that you can point to in your, in your career where you were like, yeah, I feel, you know, this, this is, this is, this is in touch and distance. Like this is possible. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably my closest would be really going into college um, because at that point in time, like in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to college, not for college. I'm going to college for soccer to go three and out, you know, get drafted. You know, that's all the things I had in my head. Um, you know, it didn't play out like that. But at that point in time, when I was getting recruited, um, you know, by, by a bunch of different schools, you know, ultimately um, landing at Seton Hall, that was, that was the goal, right? You know, and I, I thought, okay, you know what? This is just the next step, you know, to going pro, to getting drafted, to, you know, getting signed. And, yeah, it's my time to shine. Um, because I'm now on a bigger stage than, you know, Gachi was, Academy was, and it's just the next step, right? That, that most people thought. So that was probably the closest I think I got to, uh, you know, um, reaching my goal, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then again, it's just 
you know, didn't play out that way, but that was the closest for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. No, I mean, you, you mentioned, listen, I, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm going to college to play soccer. Like I, that's, that's what I thought. And I ended up choosing the school that gave me the most scholarship money that, that, that the school that I knew I was going to play at right away. <clears throat> and you mentioned like a three and out, you know, three years and then, and then possibly get drafted. I had, I had a two and out in mind. I was like I, two years max. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously again, didn't play out that way, but it's funny, you know, when you look back at it and you're talking to other people, you, you know, we had to, definitely those, those similar aspirations. So, you know, kind of heading into college, that was still, you know, your dream and, and you obviously had a, had a great college career, but when did you realize that this dream of, of, of going professional would be unattainable? Um, very quickly after I thought that I was really close to achieving my dream <laughs> is when I, is what I thought, um, you know, and I, and I laugh about it now and I'm, I'm happy I could laugh about it now, but you know, at the time it, it was, it was pretty traumatic to me personally because um, I had a decent freshman year. Um, we actually had a, a change of coaches. So my uh, initial coach was uh, Manny uh, Shellshite, right? the, the legendary uh, Manny. Um, he ended up retiring right after my freshman year. Um, so we, then we had a new coaching staff, came, uh, staff come in. And um, you know, it, was, it was still good. And I went into uh, you know, uh, spring ball or winter ball, really. And that's when I got injured uh, pretty badly. Um, so I completely tore my, gro- my left groin. Um, and then I had a sports hernia in my, in my other one. Um, so that put me out uh, for some time. And, you know, it, it was tough. You know, I never got injured before that. Um, so it was my first time really, you know, feeling that and going through that um, at a time where now you're away from your family, right? I mean, Jersey's not too far from Long Island, but still, you're away from your family, you know, um, every day. And you don't have that support, comfort you know, that, you know, right away, uh, support comfort. Um, so that was really tough and it wasn't really, it took a while for me to kind of get back into it. Um, and at that point in time, I'm kind of like, all right, I think this is, you know, this could be it for me. Um, you know, I made my way back, but it, it wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. So my mentality had to change, you know, very quickly. And I, I did not many people know about that either, and, and I definitely went through some a hard time with coping with that for sure. Yeah. Um, where I thought I was leaving Seton Hall for a mm-hmm. good amount of time of that, you know, injury. You know, I fought back, made my way back. Um, it didn't, you know, I didn't leave, but it was it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, and you 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 kind of um, you know you touched on so maybe even like two really difficult moments for you, right? First was the. You know, the, I think you described it as, as almost like a traumatic experience, just, you know, when you thought maybe that you were at a certain level or that you're going to get to these these heights and then you realize like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I need to scale that back a little bit. But then also, you know, um, going through your injury and, and <clears throat> kind of realizing that, man, like my playing days might be might be coming to an end uh, sooner than I thought. So, you know. You kind of mentioned, you know, a little bit on on on, on those those tough times. I, I do want to touch on that a little bit and and say, you know, what what were those, or, or, or even if there was like a specific lowest point, you know, in your uh, that you can point to as like maybe a, a specific moment or a period of time where you were like, yeah, like, you know, I'm really going through it right now, and this is really like my toughest lowest moment right now. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that it was actually like a, a legitimate specific moment where, you know, through that process where um, 
I think it was after one of my uh, meetings with the doctor, the team doctor, and you know him kind of going through like what you know where I was, you know, in the recovery process, and it just wasn't really working for me. Um, where I you know I phoned home, and I'm pretty much like, guys, like I'm probably gonna just be coming home, and you know you can pick me up. Um, I think I'm done, and that was tough. You know, like really, really tough for me. Um, you know, to to make that call or feel that, and I was, um, you know, I I can't even believe I did that. Now looking back, but I didn't really know what else to do because I just, I don't know, I, I wasn't in in the the best uh, state of mind, I guess, um, with the recovery. And you know, again, like I said before, it was the first time I've ever really experienced it. I don't wear like rubber when we're young, right? We bounce off the floor, bounce off the walls, you know. Never heard of a, a you know a groin injury or a hip injury or a knee injury. Just never really dealt with that. So um, to do that, going through school, you know, um, waking up those early mornings and doing all that, and then not really having your body recover the way you wanted to, yeah, that was that was tough. So the specific moment was me calling home and saying, "Guys, I think you need to pick me up because yeah. I don't know if I could do this anymore." Um, yeah, yeah, that that was tough. Okay. Definitely, definitely. And listen, like, you know, college in itself is 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 a huge transition and and, oh, yeah. and every student, right? Whether I mean, even those that aren't involved in sports and um, you know, have maybe more time on their hands or um, you know, dealing with a little bit less still have those same issues. So um mm-hmm. I can only imagine. And when was that? Like what year were you when you, you kind of made that call after that? You said mentioned you had surgery, I believe. So yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I did have surgery and that was after so that was uh my freshman year year so that'll be fall and then I got hurt like our first practice back in front of the new coach indoors that's when I did it like a specific injury and I did it um that was probably like end of January like once we got back from break you know they had like a you know we just had like a quick like little practice inside the the, uh the gym and so that's when when the injury happened was like January and yeah I got the surgery you know fairly quickly um so that was tough. Yeah, yeah. And what you know, I'm, I'm sure that you've had you you know you you had some 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 really important conversations during that time, and and maybe just some self exploration and um, mm-hmm. you know, going through your support system, maybe your family and different friends or, or even coaches, whatever it may be. You know, what is it that that kind of made your decision to to, to end up staying? Right, because you ended up staying. You didn't end up transferring. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what was yeah. that? What was what was that thought process like and, and what was it that ultimately, uh, you know, made up your mind to stay? Well, ultimately it was my, my family, you know, that, that kind of helped me through it. And I, I mean, I said support or not lack of support, but just the distance, you know, they weren't right there with me. Um, but you know, they were the reasons why I ended up staying truly. Um, you know, it was, you know, not quitting, you know, because it wasn't just leaving and going into another school. It was like me leaving and just quitting soccer and not playing anymore. So it wasn't even like I had an idea of like going to play. And, you should, and they pretty much sat me down and like, listen, you know, you want to keep playing. It's This is a tough time. And, um, but, you know, you can do it. If you don't want to play anymore, you know, ultimately it was going to be my decision. They were going to support that too, but they knew I didn't want to quit. They knew I didn't want to stop playing. I mean, this is something that I've always wanted. Um, so them kind of, you know, reminding me of why I was there, reminding me of what, you know, why I started playing soccer or really, you know, more seriously, um, you know, and, and it was them and, you know, and my teammates, 
um, as well, you know, kind of helping me, helping me through that. And that's a big thing. I mean, you know, you played soccer your, pretty much your whole life too. And, and it's your teammates or your family, right? Your roommates, you, you're with those guys every single day. You're, you're grinding with them. Um, so it's them helping me out too and kind of making me realize those things um, as well. And that's what ultimately, um, you know, got me to stay and, and keep going. And you know what? They, they kind of told me and, you know, they, they picked me up and said, you're not working your hardest. You're not trying to recover, you know, like you should. And I wasn't. It was a mental thing. Soccer is, a, you know, every sport's a mental thing too. And they pretty much told me, like, listen, you could be doing more. You know, maybe that's why you're not recovering, right? And they were right because I yeah. came back. I came back freaking guns blazing, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, making the, to uh, the spring ball. And, you know, I, I did really well in spring ball, actually. Um, so, you know, without them, geez, I wouldn't be there. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. And and listen, I mean, you know, you went on to to, to, to continue at Seton Hall and, and I'm sure that led into, you know, your your law career and 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 we'll we'll kinda touch on that as well. Um, but you know, before we get there, I, you know, one question that I that I like to ask sometimes is, um, you know, this idea of, of regrets, right? And um, just because, especially in your case, you you were in that position where um, you you had to make some tough decisions. You know, you had to make some tough decisions, and you were thinking about giving it up, and you ended up not doing that. So I'm sure that in your head, you went back and forth a lot of times with with different decisions, and um, you know, kind of trying to figure out what exactly the right decision is. So you know, looking back at it. Um, do you have, you know, any regrets or anything that, that you would have changed? Definitely not. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I have any regrets. You know, I think regrets would, would to me, and I know a lot of, there's a lot of opinions about regrets and if you should have them, not have them, uh, and all that. But to me, no. Um, unless I'm unhappy with where I am and where things ended up right now, uh, then maybe I would have regrets, but I, I'm not. Right. I, I'm very happy with the way things kind of panned out because that's what God had in for me. Right. Um, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in a really good place now. You know, I'm, I'm married, like you said, with the law practice and everything. Um, no, there's no, definitely no regrets, you know, and even the way I did it, you know, it was, I, I thought it was right for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the thing about tough decisions and, 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 and even regrets when you look back at it is, is, and something that I learned as well is that, you know, you can only make the decision that you feel is right at the time, right? Like it's so easy to look back in hindsight and, 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 and have these questions about what if, and, um, but all you can do is, is just, is, is the reality, let that set in of where you are right now and, and understand that every decision that you made previously, um, led you to whatever point you're at and that, you know, even a decision that maybe you thought could have led you in a different direction. Like you honestly never yeah. know. Right. So you honestly never know. So, you know, obviously you've, Absolutely. you've, you've transitioned out of sports. Um, you know, you've got into, um, you got into law, you've made your own law practice. Right. So what would you say is, is, is the biggest lesson that you've learned from the transition process out of sport and just in sport retirement into, um, into something else? Having passion for something else, it definitely helps. Is it the key? I'm not really sure, but it definitely helped me. Um, after, after college, um, I decided to pick up a different sport. Um, it was actually jujitsu. 
not that I do jujitsu at all anymore. Um, but it was that quick, like outlet, you know, um, with competition and with, you know, just, just kind of being around uh, a group of, you know, men and female, right. Cause in the classes, it was both. Um, but it was, I, I automatically did competitions right away and I was competing in it, um, which is really cool and interesting for me. And I'm not a fighter and I was horrible. Um, but it didn't matter, right? Because I was devoting a, a you know a decent amount of my time to that, you know, and that was during law school, which is the other passion, right? Uh, of of um, of what I did, and and so with law school and doing jujitsu, you know, it kind of just took a lot of my time and attention away from soccer, and I stopped playing soccer right after right after college. Um, I just couldn't do it for no other reason why I just like I couldn't bring myself to do it because it wasn't competing like I was, you know, months before. Right. Um, and so, you know, I just, I focused on something else, which is, you know, definitely, it really helped. Um, you know, I ended up going back, uh, playing soccer and I quickly realized I shouldn't have, <laughs> I tore my ACL. Oh, I have horrible, I have horrible knees now. But and I couldn't stay away forever. Um, but I think that, you know, when you devote so much of your life to some anything, right, sports, you know, in our case, um, and soccer specifically, you know, and there's a time that you're not going to be playing that or doing that um, one thing, it is, you know, I think it definitely does help, um, you know, putting your mind to something else, um, you know, wholeheartedly putting it. Because if you just do something maybe – you know, for the time being or, or very quickly. Yeah, I did jujitsu for you know, two years, three years. Um, so it wasn't that quick. Um, but it, it's finding something else that you're passionate for and giving it your all. Um, that definitely helps. Yeah, definitely yeah. Helps. Honestly, I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe a lot of people know about that whole jujitsu thing, but that, that's a good surprise. <laughs> yeah, people are going to be hitting you up like, Mom told you to jujitsu, <laughs> and that's why I'm saying I was not good at all, at all. I maybe won like I don't even know two times when I was competing, but yeah. no, nah, it, it wasn't that good. But um, but that wasn't even important to me. It you know obviously it was it would been cool to be you know great at something, but like um, you know I was focused. I was I was I was holding that off for for law, um, but for the jujitsu thing, it was something just to start competing in um you know uh, I, I had a lot of energy to, to burn i mean we were going mornings right you know playing uh, lifting in the morning uh playing class playing film like we had we had so much energy and now i'm like okay now what do i do with all this energy what do i get so you know that was an easy way to, to burn it off um and to just focus on something else because you know uh, an idle mind and and body is sometimes the uh the devil's tools um yeah. you know which you got to do something so you know just focusing and being passionate i was passionate about it um you know just i wasn't i was i was starting to go to law classes with with bruised eyes and, and ears <laughs> and, and rash guard you know on on the neck and so i had to stop but um you know it, it was something that I, I definitely helped me transition um out of soccer 
for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I love that. I love that. I think that's 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 really unique, <laughs> and that's that's something that I haven't really heard so far. Is just kind of you know throwing that energy into um, <clears throat> essentially like another sport. You know, like even when you when you said uh, you know I went into another sport, like my ears perked up. I was like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because like again, like for all of us, like soccer was our lives. You know, I almost like. My dad's yeah. been trying to get me into some tennis these days, and I'm like, that's just a betrayal of just my love for soccer. <laughs> but no, I love that. Yeah, man. That's a that's a great point. So, um, listen, man, I think that that that's a great lesson and 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 even a, a piece of advice. And um, you know, I think a lot of people can can use just you know your your tidbits and 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 your story overall, and just some of the different things that you did, you know, to to cope and. You know that's that that seems like a common theme on this on this podcast is is kind of finding somewhere else to put that competitive energy or finding somewhere else to to put that passion because um, yeah. all of us grow up in, in and you're playing competitive competitive sports and um, it's it's impossible to to play competitive sports uh, in my opinion without that passion right so when it's when it's all said and done finding that that other piece. Um, or that that other outlet, like you said, I think you you pointed it you pointed out as an as an outlet, and I think that's honestly that's honestly what it is, right? Especially right after those those days yeah. are over, I think that's a that's a great idea, man. So. Yeah, no, for sure, and it's it's not really like even like I I would say it's not even like something to replace it. You're not going to replace something you did your entire life, right? That's right. you know first and foremost, you're not. Um, but it's just something to help ease that transition um, because that is it's. It is a big gap when you just stop playing something you, you've been so passionate about. Um, so it's really not a replacement. It's just something, you know, something, something to, to ease that transition, I would say. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And listen, man, I think that's a great point to, to hold it. You know, a little piece of advice from Angela Monzo. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, honestly, I think that's, that's, a, that's a great piece of advice. And, and, and I think a lot of people will, um, will be able to, to either resonate with that or, or, or possibly even think about that as, as, uh, as a sort of, you know, that, that, that coping mechanism, right? Because it is a tough process coming out of sport sure. and um, something that you've done your whole life. So um, listen, man, that being said, this is, this is absolutely great. And I just want to, you know, shout out to you, man. You are so, you are so excited to come on and like, I could just feel your energy, <laughs> I was, and, you know, uh, and even when I, you know, I normally email my guests a script beforehand. I said Andrew Lamato was the first one to contact me afterwards, just to tell me how, 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 how like hyped he was just about the preparation uh, that that was uh, that was, was set up man. for the podcast. So um, honestly, I'm so honored. <laughs> no, honestly, that 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 made me feel that made me feel really honored. You know, so this is this was this is great man i really appreciate you just being so honest and, and sharing your story and 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 just taking us through through your journey there which which you know yeah. definitely was not was not an easy one you know definitely had some some tough decisions and some tough moments so um really appreciate it man of course man no seriously thank you so much for having me thank you for you know doing what you're doing and i hope you uh, continue it for sure man for sure well listen uh best of luck with everything moving forward and uh we'll talk soon man of course, man. Take it easy.